Listen in as Haley and Carissa, Fearless Soul podcast hosts, certified life coaches, and co-founders of Heart and Rooney share the secrets to igniting your fearless soul and getting clearly focused on your passion and purpose. Each episode was created to give you practical tools and inspiration to discover who you are at your deepest core and take massive action. Are you ready to open the door to your fearless soul? Welcome back to the Fearless Soul Podcast. This is Carissa, and I am here today interviewing um, an amazing lady. She uh, just, I met her at a party, and she's the kind of person that you're in a room with, and it's like, oh my gosh, I need to know her. I want to be friends with her. Uh, I love your energy. So Morgan, why don't you start us off by just sharing a little bit about yourself um, and what you currently do? Well, first of all, thank you for having me. And you just made my day by saying that. I appreciate that. Mm -hmm. Um, So like she said, my name is Morgan Foster and I was born and raised in Oklahoma. I have lived in Minnesota for the last 10 years and I met my husband here. He's a transplant as well. We dated uh, you know, for a couple years, got married, honeymoon baby, and then boom, right away, another baby. So we have two boys that are 15 months apart and we have a little dog and we now live out on a lake and we like to surf and enjoy our free time. Um, I run, um, I run a competitive cheerleading program that I took over about five years ago, but I also am an entrepreneur and work with women, helping them start their own cosmetic and skincare businesses and being successful with that. Um, So that's what I'm currently doing, but a little bit more about myself, I guess what I would say is I just am following God's lead lately and living every day to the fullest, living every day like it could be my last. Mm, And just, yeah, and having a great, great time and definitely taking nothing for granted. I love that. So Morgan, has it always been easy for you? Have you always lived every day to your fullest? Oh gosh, no. Um, You know, I grew up an only child and I, to all the only childs out there, children out there, you know, I don't want you to think that you have only child syndrome and I didn't even know what that was, but I was selfish. I grew up and and it's not, it wasn't my parents' fault. It wasn't anyone's fault. It's just how it was because I was the only child. Mm -hmm. Like what sports I wanted to do, I did. They didn't have to, um, you know, coordinate with another sibling or anything. And so selfish was a big part of my life and what I wanted to do when I wanted to do it and how I wanted to do it. Yeah. And I took a lot of things for granted. And as you grow and we mature, Mm -hmm. you learn obviously through different circumstances or different life experiences to possibly try not to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so you share pretty openly. I've heard your testimony, your story a little bit. Um, I'm wondering if you might be able to share that with our listeners, um, today. Yes. So, um, I was always the independent goal oriented, just driven hard worker since as long as I can remember. Mm -hmm. Um, any sport I played, I had to be the best that I ever, I had to be the best team. I had to be the best that there was. I was super competitive. Mm -hmm. 
And I moved up here to Minnesota for my dream job and loved it. But quickly after getting married and having a baby right away, my husband and I thought that it would be best if I stayed home. Yeah. And at first, you know, I'm going to be very honest and be like, heck yeah, I'm going to stay home and you're going to work and this is going to be amazing. Um, it was not as much as I love my kids. I wanted kids. I adore kids. Yeah. I had a seven month old. I was pregnant with the next one. And I was just like wondering if this was it. Like, is this my life? Is this what every day is going to be like? And feeling guilty inside about even thinking that, let alone sharing it with anyone. So I kept the Facebook life kind of looking like it was perfect. You know how we say like what your life, your Facebook life, like what people see is your version of perfection. And so I lived that life and, and struggled internally with staying home. And I, at this point, I think, you know, this went on for months and I was, my son was now a year old and I was six months pregnant and I had a mental breakdown. Mm -hmm. Um, um, just, I lost it, like Mm -hmm. lost it. And my husband found out that I had been I'd gone through something in the past and we can probably go through that a little later if you want, but I'd gone through something that I'd never even shared with him Mm -hmm. and I had shared with anybody and I was holding all these deep, dark secrets inside and they made me very depressed. And I just was like this fighting this upward battle to where I had a mental breakdown and ended up in a home, like a home for women. Like there's only one place in the state of Minnesota that, um, takes care of women that have mental illness, PTSD, Mm -hmm. as well as, um, what is it? Uh, alcoholism or addiction, something like that. And so I was six months pregnant and locked up for 30 days. Oh my gosh, Morgan. Oh my gosh. Mm -hmm. So let's go back into that. Like, what were you, what were you feeling? What was going on in your mind? What was the battle that you were that you were battling? You know, it's easy to look back now and for me to answer that. At the time, it was really hard for me to know. Um, Because I thought that this trauma I'd gone through with, uh, before I even met my husband and things like that, I thought I just, it was gone. I pushed it so deep down. But really, it was, it had affected a lot of things. I was, became like a, like a panic, chronic liar. I mean, I just would lie about how I was feeling, how my day went and just about stupid stuff because I was that alone in my role as a stay at home mom. And I was, we have no friends and family up here. I shouldn't say friends. We had some friends, but they're more like acquaintances. Sure. Yeah. It was like deep friends. Right. And since my family is so far away and my husband's family is so far away, like no one could see the struggle that I was going through. And my husband was going to work full time and going to school to get his MBA So he was gone so much, he had no idea. And so I think what was thinking in my head was like, my kids don't deserve this. My kids need more. Like, am I even supposed to be here? God, why, why am I here? Like I had suicidal thoughts and I just, I just felt like my life 
was supposed to be more. There's some supposed to be something more in my life than just being a cook, a wife, a mom, cleaning up, changing dirty diapers, you know, right there, if that makes sense. Yeah. I think so many women, so many moms, it's like you get into the routine of changing diapers and taking care of kids. And it's like, okay, what's next? I have nothing to live for. What do I do? And it can be so hard. And there are so many women that struggle with that, that don't speak up. They don't talk. They don't, you know, share that with other people. Um, because, and I'm sure like you were scared of those, you know, what are other people going to think of me that I'm thinking these thoughts in my head? Right. Well, yeah. because they talk about postpartum depression, right? Right. And, and they're very open about that. And I'm very thankful for that. But mine was more than that. Mine was deeper than that. And so then I felt even more inadequate because mine wasn't just postpartum. Mine was like ongoing. And then I was like even lying to myself about it. And then like just doing whatever I could to like cope and, and numb whatever this random pain I was feeling and struggles I was feeling. And I just didn't know, like I would lay in bed all day. I didn't want to do anything. I was so depressed. But then right before my husband would go home or right before I had to do something like, Oh, I'd put my face on, I'd get clothes on and look like everything was fine for the whole day. Yeah. Right. And it just was a complete lie. Yeah. So, um, I, and I've experienced the same things. Like you just, you just keep going with the lie and then that lie you have to cover up with another lie and it's just, it's, it's horrible. Um, so you went into a home with women. Um, how long was that program? That program was, um, if it was somewhere, so I went in October 15th or 16th. I know that. And I was in there like 28 or 30 days and I could have stayed in there longer if I needed, but they don't let you out, um, any sooner than 21 days. Okay. And you have to realize too, like I'm pregnant. Yeah. So CPA is involved. Is that child protect CPS? CBS, excuse me, okay. Child Protective Services. Mm-hmm. So, which, to be frank, they were notified, but then because they have more drastic cases going on at that time, that, and I was willingly getting help, and my husband was supportive, you know, that it was, they didn't, not that they didn't care, but they weren't worried so much about my situation. So I was in there, I think I got out the, the week of Thanksgiving, the Wednesday before Thanksgiving. Okay. Wow. So how, maybe what, was there something that changed when you were in that program or something that changed right after you got out? Share that with me. So I'm going to be, um, so I have family that struggle with, um, different addiction, um, whether it's alcoholism, addiction, whatever. And so I know family members or friends or people or acquaintances that have gone into what I thought was quote unquote rehab. Yeah. I told you I was in this place that was not only for mental illness and PTSD. It was also for addiction. So first things first, like I felt this extreme feeling of guilt of how I ever treated anyone I knew that went into a rehab or a treatment facility because of the unknown. I didn't know any better. And then, um, I, got to meet these women that were so open to share their struggles with me that it made me comfortable to share mine. And 
you know, it was alone time away from my husband, away from my kids and my family. And I got to meditate and I got to pray and I got to go to counseling and I got to go to one-on-one -on -one counseling and group counseling. And it was like super strict, you know, no phone, no internet, no nothing. Like I disappeared from the planet in the drop of a hat and no one knew where I was. Right. So obviously people are worried, but I get one phone call a day for five minutes. And then after being in there for a certain time, then you get to see supervised visits with your kid. So it was humbling and it was eye opening, And it was just like, they gave me the tools that I needed yeah. that I didn't know how to ask for, or even that I needed myself to cope with these things and to work through things. Yeah. And I look at these places completely differently now. Like if I hear someone that says that they struggle with addiction or they struggle with mental illness or PTSD, right? Mm -hmm. Or any of the above. Yeah. I am, I just want to hug them and I want to talk with them and I want to walk with them and see what I can do for them mm -hmm. because I now understand. Right. And I do think that if all of us walked the, I think it's 12 steps of AA, if we all walked the 12 steps of AA, we'd all live in a better place in general because it teaches us to be a better person. Right. And I had to walk those steps, even though that, you know what I mean? With those women. Yep. Yeah. And to just hearing that, like, it's okay to ask for help. It's okay to seek out help. If you're feeling those things, I think we just, we hold it all inside and we don't seek out help. So it's amazing to hear that. Um, so thank you so much for sharing. I know that's hard and that's tough to even probably walk back into that place again. Um, so thank you so much for sharing that. Uh, so if you wouldn't mind uh, sharing what, so you got out of this place, um, you learned the tools that you needed to learn to function back into life again. Now bring us on the journey to that next step. You had started a business or were moving into that. How did that all unfold? Yeah. So I got out and at this point, my husband and I were seeing a couples counselor. Okay. Uh, and I was still seeing one-on-one, -on -one doing one-on-one -on -one therapy. And my husband grew up a Catholic and I grew up Baptist, but I didn't go to church since high school really. And I went in high school all the time. I come from the Bible belt. I went, then I moved to Minnesota where it, it was a little bit more common for me to know people that didn't go to church versus where I came from. Mm -hmm. So I kind of, and then with how I was feeling and the things that were going on, God was more of like, uh, are you really there? If so, I wouldn't be feeling like this. So he took me to an anniversary dinner. It was our anniversary. And we were, and so it was the very next month after getting out. And he said, I really think that we should try to go to church. So we um, walked into our first church service and I agreed to go with them to a Catholic church and we were going to just try different options. But the first one was yes, Catholic. And a sign came on the big screen that said, you were wondering dot, 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 you're here for a reason and God wants you here. And we just looked at each other and just started bawling. So whether you're religious or you're not, or you're spiritual or you're not, or whatever it may be, you, there, you feel or believe in something. And that's what I needed to know that there is life out there. There is positivity. So with that, 
we started going to church. I started joining Bible studies. I um, started just reconnecting with women that had more of the same interests as me. Yeah. And that's when my girlfriend um, introduced me to this business and said, I think that you'd be great about this, great with this. And she didn't know anything I just went through, mm-hmm. by the way. And I was like, this is total, like, I felt God pushing me and pushing me and pushing me. Like, do this, do this, do this. Well, Chris, it was direct sales. And I was like, no, I am not doing direct sales. There is no way I am ever doing direct sales. Like, that's a pyramid scheme. Those people are crazy. So, but he was in my ear. You need this. Do it. Do it. My husband and I disagreed on it. We fought over it even. Mm -hmm. And I ended up signing up for this direct selling company behind his back. (laughs) obviously we talked about it when the product started showing up to my house and agreed that he would give me six months. And if I didn't make money in six months, no harm, no foul. And we would move on. Mm -hmm. Well, it was so much more than a, than a company, than a business and an opportunity. It saved my life Mm -hmm. for real. It saved my life. The things that I've, that I learned, the women that I met, the goals I was given, the recognition I received when I did well, the hard work I got to do. I felt like I was needed. I felt like I was wanted. I felt like I had a purpose to get out of bed every morning other than just being a mom and a wife. So six months in with this company, I not only qualified for a car, a free car, but I was making $2,000 a month on top of like my personal sales. And my husband then said, okay, like it's been six months. Let's reevaluate. Yeah. And he said, I don't care if you've made no money. You're a completely different person. He's like, you're confident. Mm -hmm. You believe in yourself. You treat others the way that you want to be treated. You're open about your struggles and you talk about when you need help. So if my story can help one person, yeah, one person know that they don't have to wait till they have a mental breakdown or until they, you know, make a terrible decision, you know, one person knowing that they're worth it, Mm -hmm. then my story has done its job. And I am just forever, forever grateful for God literally pushing me to do this. And now I know why. Right. I now know why. Love, love, love that. So you started the company. Let's talk more about that because your life is like literally changed. Like your husband doesn't work anymore. You are the sole <laughs> provider. So that's that's crazy. Like yes. Absolutely crazy. You went from being uh in a program in a home coming out and in six months making money through a company that you said you were never going to do (laughs) and now you're literally living your dreams and everything that you want and day to day you are so happy. You are so fulfilled. You are so full of joy. Like I said, you guys, when she enters the room, it's like (laughs) shining. Like she's got so much joy and energy. And 
there's no way to explain this besides the Lord bringing you to this place. But let's talk about the business. Let's talk about what, um, what you're doing now, how you help people. Um, how, how did you overcome fears to even step into this business? Honestly, it, it was definitely God pushing me, but it was my competitiveness. Um, there were women that I went to college with that I personally knew that I had heard their success story. And it was a little bit of envy, a little bit of um, cockiness, which I'm glad it came out and a whole lot of push. And it, it was a very, it was very much like, I'm going to prove my husband wrong and all of you other people out there that make fun of this, including yeah. myself, because I was one of them. Mm-hmm. And it was, I just, I never jumped in to like build a team and change the world. I just wanted to like make a few bucks. But once I got in and you're with these women that empower you and lift you up and they compete with you, but positively, and they don't tear you down it's all great competition and motivation and push that I was like, I can do that. I can do that. I want to do that. You hear about all these people earning cars and trips and, and I want to do it. I want to show people that it's possible. So within a year, um, I was making more than my husband was making at his corporate job with a pension. Mm -hmm. Um, and my husband was an engineer for a big corporation here, a fortune 100 company here in Minnesota. And, um, he went to seminar with me. So every direct selling company has their end of the year seminar. And he went with me. He went to a meeting with our founder and owner, which by the way, my company has been around for 20 years, okay, 20 years, but it's just blown up over the last few years. He met and spoke with her. He went golfing with other women's husbands where they were all like, oh, my wife is this rank and my wife is this rank. He came home and said, you can do this. So when my husband was now on board with it and he believed in me, I was all in. I'd already earned us two trips. He graduated with his MBA in May. So I'd been with the company for a year and a month. And he, are you there? Sorry. He joined, I was with the company for a year and a month and he graduated with his MBA. And the next month he quit his job, completely gave up a pension, a 401k, all of it to stay home. Um, I forgot to mention that six months into the business, my 10 year dream of owning a lake property, we changed to a five year plan. So it was no longer a 10 year plan, it was a five year plan, okay? Well, the very next month, we put an offer on a lake house. Oh my gosh. So it went from a 10 year plan to a five year plan to the very next month, we put an offer on it. Now we're living on a lake with our dream boat, (laughs) and my husband is staying home with our two and three year old. We go to the gym as a family together every day. We eat breakfast, lunch, and dinner as a family every single day. We, it's, we can pick up and go travel whenever we want, go see family whenever we want, do whatever we want, whenever we want, because my business can go anywhere. Yeah. And the best part about it is it's not just me that's doing this. It's people that I know that I've introduced to this or that I believe in or that I know they need something like I needed something. Mm-hmm. I bring them with me. Chris, I bring them with me. Yeah. And there's so many women that this is changing their lives too. And that 
that keeps me going every morning. That gets me up and gets me revved up. Like whose life can I change today? What can we do today to help out the school system around here? What can we do to better the community we live in? It's so that, I mean, it's, I never, it happened all, it all happened so fast. I never imagined it. And I would laugh at you if you told me this two years ago, I would laugh at you and say, yeah, right. You're full of it. Uh, and I'm living so, it. It's only been two years. Two years. Yes. Wow. Wow. So this is crazy. This is absolutely nuts and amazing and crazy that anything can happen that like, like, think about that, everyone, for a minute. Your life could change drastically in a year, in six months, by one connection, by one phone call. Anything can happen. And that is so amazing. Krista, I want to tell you this, that if I had made zero dollars, I would do this all over again mm-hmm. every single day. I love it. It's not about the money. It's not about any of that. Even if my husband never left his job, even if we lived, you know, on the side of a corner, like Mm -hmm. the things that I've learned, the people that I've met, the lives that have changed. Yeah. I am forever blessed and grateful and know that I'm here supposed to be doing this. Yeah. Not for me. Right. For other people. Yeah. Yeah, you're definitely living into your purpose and your passion. And I love that. Absolutely love it. So let's talk about fear because our podcast is the Fearless Soul Podcast. Um, I have to think that there are so many women that you work with that are so held back by fear and it literally paralyzes them. I'm sure. I'm sure you see people come in and go right out because they're too scared. And I'd love to hear if you had any fear or if you just push past, push past it all. Um, and I'd love to hear how you help other women through that fear. I would be lying if I said I had no fear. (laughs) Fear was definitely fear of what people would think. Mm -hmm. Fear of failure, fear of being made fun of. Mm -hmm. But I used that to fuel my fire. And I kept thinking that if you don't ever try, you will never know. Um, And there's like, I'm not a big like quote person where I like to quote people or like remember who does quotes. But when you and I decided to do this or you had asked me to do this. Yeah. Minutes later. This popped up on my Instagram. Okay. Be brave, share your vision, and you'll be remembered. Mm. Take the risk. It's the only way to reach the reward. And I'm like, okay, whoa. Whoa. (laughs) Right? Like, so sometimes, yeah, life goes smoothly and life goes great, but then unexpected things happen. It's what you do with those things, like Mm. making lemonade out of lemons, right? So for me, I help the... For me, I pushed through by using that f- fear to fuel my fire and, and using like rank and trips and time with my kids to keep pushing me and motivating me through the next uncomfortable phase because nothing good y'all happens in your comfort zone. Mm-mm. Everything good happens just outside of it. And yeah. if you're too scared to step out and at least try it, mm-hmm. 
you will never know. And you will regret, you will wonder 10 years from now. I know you will. Yeah. So I have women that you, so that was for me. And then with women that I've helped through this, sometimes you guys, we have to know that someone else believes in us, Mm -hmm. you know, and I believe in my team and my girls more than they believe in themselves. And it's frustrating at times, right? Because I believe in them more than they think that they can do or more than they believe in themselves. But just knowing that, hey, Morgan believes in me. Morgan is here to help me and walk with me, do it with me. Mm -hmm. It calms them a little bit. And I am not anyone special. I mean, I'm, I'm a state leader in the, with this company, which is, a, is yes, a, it is a very big deal and I'm very blessed and honored, but I worked very hard for it. But with that, I lead by example. Yeah. So I show them and I'm not doing anything different that the women ahead of me haven't already done. I'm following the formula, the ingredients, the directions to a T. And if anyone else that wants what I have does exactly what I've done, they'll have it. Yeah. So that's knowing like, Hey, I'm giving you the formula. I'm giving you the directions. I'm giving you the ingredients. Let's do it together. You're not alone. Let me help you. Helps a lot. So do you think that helps them not have fear or do you think that helps them push through the fear by just being there and showing up with them? I don't ever try to get rid of the fear because I, um, we have it no matter what. And if we right. try, there's no fear, then we're fibbing a little bit to ourselves. So I just acknowledge it and then we push through it, mm-hmm. but we talk through it because if we don't, then maybe we didn't even know it was there. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, if you were to give our audience a one, one practical tool or one tip, um, from yourself that would help them launch into their dreams or their passions or maybe starting a business, whatever it is, whatever goal or dream they have, what would you tell them? Mine is pretty simple. You guys, if y'all don't try, you'll never know. If you don't like stop worrying about the world and your family and your friends and do what you believe in your heart that you want to try or that maybe you were meant to do or maybe something interests you. How will you know if you don't just do it? Who cares if you fail? At least you tried, right? Shoot for the stars or shoot for, what do they say? Shoot for the moon mm-hmm. and you'll land amongst the stars. Yeah, I love it. I, I think people too, they think worst case scenario, like here's the worst that could happen in my dream. But worst case scenario is what if I don't try? Like if I don't ever try, that's the worst thing. I will never know. So you guys, we encourage you hear it from her, hear it from me, who is someone that's pushing past the fear and going out after their dreams, push through it and go after the things in your heart. You're the only person that has to live with yourself every single day. And if you don't show up to your life completely, I don't know. I don't know how we live in a life like that. I really don't. So show up and go after the things that are in your heart. 
Morgan, we are so thankful that you came and shared your testimony and your story with us. I think you are absolutely amazing, and I'm so excited to get to know you better and um, to share the, the journey of life with you. So um, where can we find you? Yeah, so if you look up for me on Instagram or Facebook, you can look under Morgan Foster, or you can look under Glimmer and Gloss. And one funny thing that people think is my Instagram is Oki Soda because I'm from Oklahoma and I live in Minnesota. So I'm in the, I know I'm in the process right now of rebranding. So um, right now I'm a little spread out, but if you look Morgan Foster up, you'll find me anywhere. Um, also feel free to message me, you guys, friend me on Facebook, follow me, reach out. I would love to hear from you and know if this inspired you at all. Yeah, she's amazing. So go check her out. All right, Morgan. Well, thank you. And listeners, if you liked this podcast today, please subscribe to our podcast and give us a five-star rating. We appreciate and love you all. Thanks so much. Bye. Bye. Thanks for tuning in. If you enjoyed listening, we would love it if you went to iTunes and gave us a five-star rating and subscribe to our channel. Also, don't forget to check us out on social media at Heart and Rooney.